This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, Halima. Hi, Ioni. And hello to the listeners. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ioni, the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester Online in print and everywhere else. And I'm Halima, the community editor at Polyester Scene and co-host of the Polyester Podcast. This week, we have a Sleepover Club episode where Halima and I have all those gorgeous conversations you usually have at a sleepover with your friends. And soon enough, we will have an Obsessions episode for you where we speak to someone we admire about something they're obsessed with that has nothing to do with how they generate their income. Before we get started today, I'd like to say thank you for all of your Indie Sleeves photos. I feel like my entire Instagram has been taken over by Indie Sleeves this week. I feel a bit overwhelmed, to be honest. I feel like <laughs> we opened Aladdin's lamp. Is it Aladdin's lamp? Whose lamp is it? I don't know. A genie's lamp. Genie's lamp, yeah. I feel like we opened that lamp and now it can't get put back and I'm not sure what we've done. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Please keep showing them to me. And we can all keep experiencing this collective regression together. And before we get started with this week, we would like to give a little call out to anyone who works for a brand or a organisation or someone of that ilk who might want to help us keep the podcast going this year. We have worked with some amazing brands before and this year we would like to widen our scope. So if you're interested in working with us and keeping the Polyester podcast alive, there is a little Google form in the episode notes and we would love to hear from you. So Halima, what are we talking about today, love? We're talking about evil slash messy women because I think they get lumped together. Oh, but you think there's a distinction. Okay, so today we're talking about mm -hmm. the rise of evil women on screen, but also our kind of like collective reaction to that and the different reactions to that this is going to be a two-parter episode because we are very passionate about this <laughs> we're kind of structuring it like for and against even though you know we'll see how that goes it's nuanced everything is nuanced <laughs> so where should we start Halima the reason why we had this episode idea was because Halima found this meme do you want to describe it of course it's I feel like it's a conversation people have yearly about like Gone Girl or Midsummer, mm. and it's like it's a it's like a Facebook meme, and it has the press from Gone Girl. I don't know this movie, but it has Anna Taylor Joy. There's a bunch of like evil women on TV, and it's That's like the witch, the witch. Is it mm -hmm. interesting? And it has Lupita Nyong'o from Us, like just Carrie Mulligan in Promising Woman, like a bunch of evil women basically. Um, in film and the, the meme goes I don't know which film the um <laughs> what's what's her name the girl from Hermes Tale oh my god what's her name the little Scientologist Gally 
bottom mm. right. I don't know which film they've screen grabbed this from because she literally plays this in every film. <laughs> Have you seen the movie that she's in where uh, it's called, in, is it Invisible Man? Yeah, I don't like it. Do you not? No. I saw it on my 20th birthday with my friends and because my, my friend told me to go watch it with her and I did and we were all just crying in the cinema but we were crying genuinely out of fear and we were on the bus going back home and my friend was like I'm so sorry I made us watch that because I was in such a bad mood because <laughs> it was so scary um yeah it was awful um anyway the meme basically says you miss the point if you are idolizing them and then there's a, there's a quote tweet above it that goes and I'll keep missing the point every time with Gone Girl. I don't care. I don't care. I agree. There you I go. Agree. Podcast done. Science <laughs> deal delivered. <laughs> yeah. But the, you know, I think it is interesting because there is this thing where there has been the rise of these characters or like there's a few that um, Gillian Flynn is like, you know, renowned for this. She wrote Gone Girl. She also wrote Sharp Objects, which was adapted for tv which is excellent have you watched it halima i have i did i yet. fucking love it the ending is so crazy i didn't even like it when i was watching it because i was like i feel like uncomfortable watching it yeah but i was watching it and i was like ah and then the ending just i did not see that coming for the ending so we also have on this little meme as Gemma collins would say the <laughs> remake of suspiria with dakota johnson we have thingy florence from midsummer i think the girl in the middle is from this really bad horror film and i don't really know why she's there but anyway wait is that horror from the one where she's she's at her wedding and the whole family yeah, 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 i yeah. love that film I it is good but it's not like gone girl sorry no exactly she's not evil she's actually fighting against well yeah so exactly such a weird meme <laughs> um so we are obsessed with these characters why um, I think one of the things people like about it, I think they're, but then again, I think they're really just refreshing characters. Like, it's nice to see women fight against, like, like, I mean, some of these women don't just fight against, like, evil people, I guess, but a lot of them do fight against evilness or, like, the things that we hate. Like, in Gone Girl, like, who doesn't want to see her get back at her husband? And also, Ben Affleck has a really punchable face, so why wouldn't we mm -hmm. want to see that happen? Mm -hmm. Or, like, mm -hmm. even in, I mean, I guess I haven't seen Promising Woman, but I guess it's about, it's like, shit. I know I heard his shit, but I guess it's about like rape culture and stuff like that. So why wouldn't we want to see a woman? I think this is what I kind of wanted to, to talk about because especially that meme has like an array of characters <laughs> or whatever. And I am definitely pro horrible women uh -huh. in TV, in film, in life. Um, I love horrible people. Uh -huh. I think they are really, really good characters because often it's it's interesting that often our experiences that are maybe like unsavory have to be framed within like violence, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Like whatever framing of violence you want to, like for example, I mean, we kind of have like mean girls where girls are just horrible to each other as in the film, but that's mm -hmm. obviously also a teen film. When we're looking at like adult depictions of women going through some shit it's always kind of through this horror lens or like it has a horror lens to it whether it's a horror film or not like a bloody mm -hmm. lens whatever which is interesting I think now because this genre is obviously like successful and popular we're seeing like parodies not parodies but as in like we're basically seeing the girl bossification of the genre mm -hmm. which is what the original ones were going against if that makes sense like mm. 
So that's what I would say promising young woman is like, it's like fucking Emerald Fennell sat down and was like, I want to write an empowering rape origin story or whatever. Like it's so, it's so misses the mark because it's so obvious. Like I feel like we like these films, not because for example, their revenge films or whatever. We like them because they show the nuances of feminine emotion. Mm -hmm. So then when it's kind of like, what's it called? Retrospectively fitted. Like you start with, I'm going to make something that's really badass. I'm going to make something where the girl wins. (laughs) It just is so embarrassing to me. Mm, I see that. I see that. There's a lot of critique about it when it didn't win an Oscar or something. I know it was nominated for loads. Emerald Fennell also wrote the new Girl Boss Cinderella that we are seeing on, you know, the one that Andrew Lloyd Webber was willing to go for, to prison for during lockdown. Wait, did she? Yeah, she wrote this that This is the one well. with Camilla Cabello? Or is this no, 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 no. This is like a stage show, but they oh, both okay. came out at the same time. But it's like, yeah, Girl Boss Cinderella, Cinderella's a goth. Blah, blah, oh, blah, blah, blah. Embarrassing. Like, I don't know. I like it as a narrative tool. I think it's fun and interesting and I don't like it when it's like it's quite a cynical Mm. depiction of it I feel like Promising Young Woman is and some of the other ones do you know what I mean that girlie who wrote Promising Young Woman was played what's her name Camille Parker Bowles in The Crown she did indeed and she's also very rich is she yeah with a name like that I'm not surprised (laughs) I know I know I know I know who is your favorite um evil woman on tv like that you've seen oh my god I have so many I think my favourite film ever, but like, I feel like people, when people are like, what's your favourite film? I don't think I have favourite things, like whether it's film, TV, books, music, because they're actually like, I critically think they're the best thing ever. It's more because like, I can relate, like I can relate it to a point in my life or like when I first found it, when I needed it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so I still hold a torch for it in that way. I'd say, yeah, when I first discovered the genre, it was through Heather's. Have you seen that? I haven't, no. <gasps> you need to watch it it's like Winona Ryder basically and she kills all her school bullies um well now I can't watch it because you spoiled it well it's not spoiler it literally likes that happened it's the main plot if you googled it it would say the same thing yeah but I wouldn't have googled it it came out in the 80s grow up (laughs) (laughs) um and I think that depiction is one of my favorites because yeah I watched it when I was a teenager at Mm. first and you know I didn't necessarily have a good teenagehood lol. Mm-hmm. Another one of my favourites is the book My Year of Rest and Relaxation, which actually isn't through a, like a horror lens. It's just more of like an abject woman who won't do what she's meant to do and like just lies in bed for a year, which hashtag relatable. Lots of people hate that book, you know. Yeah, what are some of the arguments against again? Not clear because I've never read it. And I don't know, you know when you never read something and people critique it, like I, I can't, it doesn't stick in my head. I never read it. I feel like it relates to. I mean, I don't know if she's a bad person. Like, if she's objectively like an evil person, but or is she just? She's like, not. A, she's just a mess. Like, but that's what I mean. People people lump in evil and messy women in this mm. in this dialogue a lot of the time because people talk about how Fleabag is like evil. Like, is she? I mean, she does something bad, but I don't know if she's evil. No, she's just a mess. Exactly. But carry on. Do you think that speaks to the way that we like? we don't accept messiness if that's Mm. the thing like messiness is something that can be excused but we're so like unused to seeing it or dealing with it that we just say it's evil so then we don't have to touch it or unpack it or do anything to it I don't think it's easy for people to say that this person is evil this person is evil rather than like you know this person is a complex 
person who <laughs> has done wrong problems. things. Exactly. And we've all done wrong things. I don't think that makes us all evil. Um, but people love to say that about Fleabag or Sally Rooney's characters, though I've never read a Sally Rooney book. So I don't know <laughs> the context <laughs> of the evilness of her characters. But as Gina said, there's a meme that's like, Sally Rooney's characters aren't evil, they're just depressed uni students. <laughs> I mean, I think that is so true. I don't know, because it's interesting that these characters are rising in po- popularity, where it seems like we are becoming less tolerant of them, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, So yeah, there's always all these memes that are like, yes, queen, I love women that kill their husbands. But then everyone's like, no, that is mm. toxic behaviour. Mm. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's and I think you're lying if you say you have never been toxic. Like mm. everyone has been toxic at one point in their life. And exactly. I feel like if we don't see that depicted in popular culture, it brings so much more shame than if it's actually dealt with. And it's like, mm. why are men allowed to work through these emotions in whichever way they want? Like how many fucking films, TV shows, songs have you like consumed that are about like a man cheating on his wife mm. or like even a man being like abusive or a man being manipulative or a man like even just like being bad at his job and wanting to reject capitalism. And we just say that's the human experience. But when a woman does it, we're like, they are toxic. Yeah, there's something that Roxane Gay mentioned in um, her book, Bad Feminist, where it's like, when a woman is unlikable, like she's a problem. And she mentioned something like likability is a very, like it's a lie, a code of conduct depicting the proper way to be. The question of likability suggests that the character should not be a reflection of us, but of our better selves. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I think we expect that more and more yeah. from our characters to be mm-hmm. reflections of, of our better selves. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting to frame it within likability and these characters that completely reject it or characters that play with the boundaries of that maybe because likability is basically one of the only tools in our current like era of life that marginalised people have to like utilize like or we've made ourselves believe that I don't necessarily think it's 
it should be that way I don't think it should be that way not even unnecessarily mm-hmm. like we basically marginalized people basically use their currency of like ability to be understood like we're so desperate to be I've spoken about this before that we like bank on likability so I think it's really refreshing to see people that just reject yeah likability exactly at all times but I also find that like when I when in in terms of like messy women versus evil women I think there's a lot of evil women who are like evil women aren't likable I don't think they want to be likable like mm. they're not written in that way like when you think people like Olivia Pope from Scandal or like Annalise Keating and How to Get Away with Murder like these women aren't they're not likable at all mm-hmm. but when it comes to like messy women I think messy women I mean, even though we seem to have a lot less tolerance for them there is something that's likable about their characters because yeah they show like a truth of I don't know, humanity in a way. Vulnerability. Yeah, it is vulnerability. I think as well, like, there's definitely a kind of, like, relationship in terms of messy characters that we can accept their messiness Mm. because they exist within a framework that is very privileged. You're right. And I don't think that means we can't enjoy some of those characters, but it definitely leaves a bad taste in my mouth in some respects. So, for example, Fleabag... Like I didn't love it. Sorry, don't count me. Like <gasps> I like Fleabag. I liked some of it, and I don't think you know. I don't think it's a bad piece of writing or work because she's rich. Because mm. I don't. I think it is a good piece of work, you know. But I do think you know these women that are like trust fund babies, whether they're like Emerald Fennel or Phoebe Waller Bridge, or mm. like in my year of rest and relaxation, for example, the uh, protagonist is like rich privileged but I feel like I don't know maybe I maybe this is a misreading whatever or this is just how I interpreted it like you're meant to loathe her for those reasons do you know what I mean like it's part of the character that that's what makes her insufferable that she is this privileged Mm -hmm. person whereas like in Fleabag or whatever else like or whatever times we see like a gorgeous skinny white person that's the only reason we can accept it because they fit in in so many other ways mm-hmm. you're right there's an article i read yesterday it was called stop the debate about tv's messy and men let's start one about who gets to play them mm-hmm. and one of the main points of the of the piece was that none that nevertheless there's freedom in being allowed to be a character who's bedlam personified and still revered for it it's proof that someone like you can go completely wild and still be respected at the end of the day mm-hmm. and i don't think black women get the same opportunity to be like that on tv like when I think of like messy women, I guess like because I guess evil women and messy women get kind of lumped together. When talking about like Olivia Pope and Annalise Keating, these are two evil women, I guess, and people are like, oh, but these are evil women who are kind of messy. But like when you really think about their characters in Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, they're not messy. They're really they're very neat, calculated. Yeah. Very calculated people. They don't get the opportunity to be. Viola Davis like, always plays like calculated evil. Yes, women. Evil. She's good at it. Yeah. She was, I don't know if you ever watched Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched, I watched the new one. Oh, she's the worst character in the world. But she's 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 really put together. She's really neat. And even like when I think about people like um, Issa from Insecure, she's she's quite messy, but she has a very very neat archive toward or neat like character arc towards like self-discovery success and her improved romantic relationship like it's quite neat Mm. in that regard Mm. so there isn't a character like I mean I guess you could say that we have like uh, I think Michaela Cole is really good for this and like chewing gum or may I destroy you I think there's but we need more of it because I don't think women of color get that same respect I think it's really interesting because I write about this in my book obviously not through 
um like a black woman gaze because I'm not black but like um and it's interesting to consider in the context of did you you know Misha who's one of our dollhouse columnists sign up for the dollhouse and <laughs> plug, 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 plug. um about like when they were talking about diva mm-hmm. worship so how basically like these um Hollywood golden Hollywood starlets like Marilyn Monroe Betty Davies blah 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 became like vehicles for queer people because they can actually get their story told obviously we're in much different times now and we should see this representation but for me as a teenager that's how it kind of felt like watching Carrie or watching Ginger Snaps or watching all these horror films because like I didn't look like that person but I could like insert my Mm -hmm. feelings into them if that makes sense and obviously now we're at a point in time where we can actually take that further and just tell stories but uh, but I think it's also interesting. So, sorry, I'm like skipping all around points at the moment. Like what you're saying about messy versus mm-hmm. evil, because it's usually the evil women, like not really, but like in the examples you said, and also me and you were both talking about, I care a lot, actually, the film with mm-hmm. Rosamund Pike. Like the way that we can perceive evilness is kind of more through this like stitched up way. And that makes them less mm-hmm. relatable. We're putting the characters forward that are women of colour and purposefully making them less relatable. definitely. Because they're so Mm -hmm. put together. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. But no, this is why me and you are both obsessed with, drumroll please, the moment me and you have both been waiting for. Oh, yellow jacket. Yellow jacket. Uh, Well, actually, it's so true, actually. I was thinking this because when, like, thinking about messy women, as you said, there is only one type of woman who is able to be this messy person and this person who is still loved. And it's interesting because it's always like a white women or a particular type of white woman who can kind of like, what's it called? Break the conventions of femininity, even when femininity was, was made for them to benefit them. And I think Yellow Jackets is a great show in showing that like, even though like, I guess, I think Yellow Jackets is a great show in showing that like different types of women can be very messy and very evil. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think it's interesting because there's two characters or maybe three now but no spoilers but I would say there's two characters that follow the archetype of being purposefully manipulative and that would be Misty and potentially Shauna I don't know if that is a controversial statement and they not Shauna really because there has been you know the Melanie Linsky who plays Shauna has come out and said the producers of Yellow Jackets tried to make her lose weight which is (laughs) rush 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 but Shauna A is the only one that's like actively loved, even though her husband knows or whatever about whatever happened. And Misty is the only one that is calculated mm-hmm. in her evilness, mm-hmm. I feel. Like Natalie, for example, who is played by Juliette Lewis, is like messy and has bad intentions, but she's self-aware. And also, I don't think she really does it yeah. on purpose. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then Thaisa... It's just a very complicated yeah. character, which exactly. we love, I love to, to see. see a black woman be complicated. I love them doing that. Like, I feel like, I feel like Natalie is one of the characters who I, I think, like, I don't think she's bad. Like, I, whereas, like, I think mm. Shauna is kind of bad. I think she's yeah. bad. I don't know about Taisa. I don't know about Taisa. That end scene hurts my brain. I don't even think Taisa knows about Taisa. It's such a good show. Like, ugh, I'm obsessed. I think that's what we should be doing when we like that's what we've like that's what we're all kind of like yearning for when we watch maybe these other depictions of evil slash messy femininity that don't hit Mm -hmm. the mark we want to see something that's as well-rounded as yellow jackets because it doesn't only say like 
so much of like evil femininity is implied like for example with Carrie the film the Stephen King film and book it's like she's bullied and she switches one day but then she's just so evil and the switch is like so immediate whereas with Yellow Jacket and I think I love Carrie no like I'm not slandering it but like we've come to a point now where, where with Yellow Jackets it's like playing with all these themes like horror um, friendship dynamics but it's also like showing the things that lead up to it like the trauma mm-hmm. and like the argument like you know the fact that an argument with your friends can then lead to you actually doing something mm-hmm. really really dark as opposed to being like it's tracing it all out in a way that's not spoon-fed to the audience but helps you make the connections if yeah. that makes sense it's, it's deeper in it it's not just people being nasty, nasty. <laughs> it's much deeper it's <laughs> great in showing that as well like even though I think Shauna is I always felt weird about Shauna from day one. From day dot, I felt weird about her. But I like her. I think she's. So I like her. I like her a lot. Yeah, that's the thing. I thought yeah. she. Was, I always had a weird vibe about her in the beginning, but that doesn't mean I don't like her. I think she's. She's exactly, so unsettling. Right? Like she's such a like a. I think it's because I know her character from other. I know her her as a person from other things. So she's she's always played like a, a, a kind of a nicey character. So and I think she has yeah. a kind of like nicey kind of sickling sweet kind of vibe going on but also she's not like that at all yeah but yeah i just love it like she's complex (laughs) (laughs) i think that's why we like these characters because yeah it's the only opportunity we have to see really complex characters like we will do a whole episode on on just like that and we actually are going to but like that is an an attempt to build complex characters that deal with social issues that it's so it just makes me mad (laughs) because i think they have have such a great opportunity like to do something about middle aging and the things that yeah. come with it and they just don't do it well that's for another day i guess also can i say my favorite um evil character Cersei lannister <laughs> oh my god she's so bad she's the worst I hate person her. ever ever <laughs> oh my god she made her son kill himself i just can't get over it when she blew up the thing (laughs) whoa 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 whoa, whoa. i mean yeah i feel like (laughs) i don't know so mm, let's not get into (laughs) game of thrones (laughs) (laughs) no i just feel like game of thrones like played like it flew so close to the sun in so many ways of like trying to make good characters and i know i can't believe like what they even did to what's her name daenerys yeah exactly i wish that I was intelligent enough to watch Game of Thrones during its peak because imagine us doing an episode about Game of Thrones. That would have been iconic. Alfie, my partner, did do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like he used to have to wait because I hated Game mm-hmm. of Thrones for so long because I, I like don't, I don't know. I just had a thing against it. Like I, you know, when you're just mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not ever going to engage with that piece of material. I've watched it all now. So he used to have to wake up at like six a.m. before he went to work to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time I would let him. And that, my friends, is why I'm toxic. (laughs) (laughs) Close out the episode. Anyway, we would love to hear your thoughts for evil slash messy femininity. Next week, we are going to do the against. So you may also tell us your against thoughts. You can, you know, tell us in all the normal ways. We will be back with our other thoughts. I'm interested to get into it because there is a backlash. The backlash is real. Mm -hmm, True, truly. For now, thank you, Halima. Thank you, Ayani. And thank you to all of you listeners. Thank you to everyone on the Dollhouse chat that contributed your thoughts to this. You should join the Dollhouse chat if you want to get your say in on the topics before we discuss them. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Gina and Gina and Eden and Charlotte and Grace and Hattie and Clarissa. 
and Olivia for editing this podcast. We will see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.